You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. And welcome in everybody to the ACL pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL, he is Wags. NFL Week 8. We're going to be talking today NCAA football week 9. Crazy to think that it is already week 9. Uh, the Big Ten got started this past week, and the Pac-12 got, is going to be getting going Mountain West. Dave Mason is going to be stopping by later in the show. We're going to be talking where the Sharps are from in the, uh, as far as the NFL goes, as far as the NCAA goes. And, of course, we're going to be talking election odds, props, all kind of fun stuff with the election next week. A, politically speaking, of course. Got to yes, put that disclaimer in there. Um, but, yeah, Dave is going to give some really good insight as far as sort of the action that's come in at uh, Bet Online. For you know who's going to win, state betting, all kind of good stuff there. So Wags, that'll be fun. How you doing, man? NFL Week Eight, NCAA Week Nine. You ready? Oh yeah, big time. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of those contests out there, if uh, this week finishes without any issue, will be uh, locked in. So um, mm-hmm. uh, Week Eight being the, uh, I believe for NFL contests out there, um, the uh, I guess the official yeah, the kind official of marker event. that they needed, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's great that uh, we made it this far, and you know, very limited issues, I would say. I mean, obviously there there are some here and there, but um, you know, it's pretty awesome. It just feels like uh, everything's back into place. Uh, a little disjointed in college with Big Ten just starting, but we're back. Uh, Big Ten, great week uh, last weekend. Yeah, we had a great week as far as our plays goes. Uh, the Big Ten is back, man. I mean, I've been sort of looking forward to this. For me, it felt like. Okay, you had the Alabama, you had the Clemson, but it was sort of that missing third team of as far as the top national title contenders, right? Ohio State. And now that Ohio State's back, they looked absolutely fantastic. They, you know, had a slow start, I'd say, last week against Nebraska. They ultimately took care of them 52-17. They put up 498 total yards of offense. They basically took their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter there, so it probably was on average around like 600. Justin Fields looked absolutely terrific. Every bit the Heisman contender going 20 for 21 for 276 and two touchdowns before they, as I said, took their foot off the gas in the second half there. As far as Heisman odds, Wax, he's gone from 6-1 to one before playing a game last week. He's now down to 4-1 to one in some shops. I even saw him at 2-1 to one in another shop this morning. So... I will say this about that. When you go ahead and kind of look forward to Ohio State's schedule and remaining games, they, of course, play Penn State this week, and they're on minus 12 road favorites for that game. But their next two games after the Penn State game, if they win that, Rutgers and Maryland. So he should feast. He should have a field day against those two defenses. So if they get by Penn State this weekend and nationally televised primetime night game, everyone's going to be watching it, his odds are going to dramatically drop for those Heisman numbers. So if you if you think they're going to get by Penn State, might want to be taking a look at Justin Fields around that four to one mark for the Heisman. Yeah, definitely. I mean, four to one's a great number. Uh, two and a half to one, not so great compared to the other books. Um, I did just see that. I think it was at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Fields was two and a half to one. So um, that said, make sure you do your shopping. I, you know, we talk about it all the time. Even with lines, you know, if uh, 
you see 14 or 14 and a half and you want to lay it or take it, you know, lay the 14, take the 14 and a half, make sure you shop, have more than one book, have more than two books if you can. Um, very important. Uh, as for the Big Ten being back in Ohio State, um, really awesome. I, I think Fields looked amazing. I mean, not only was he 20 for 21, I mean, the, the balls were, were being placed perfect. That, that first touchdown pass, or uh, first or second, uh, it's like a 50-yard bomb right to the middle of the end zone as the receiver was coming across on a post was, was beautifully placed. Um, guy was wide open, but still, put it right on the money. Um, look, you know, Ohio State's the real deal. I'll tell you what, I'll, you know, I put my, uh, my plays out there. I had um, – the Nebraska over t- uh, team total over 20 and a half. It lost uh, it was one of my few losers last week in college. And, um, you know, I'll just say, look, Nebraska was returning, I think, 10 of 11 guys on offense. Ohio State returning only four guys on defense. They really clamped down in the second half. Uh, I don't even think Nebraska scored in the second half or maybe they scored um, an early touchdown. Uh, very, very frustrating. Um, but at the same time, back to Ohio State. Really looked impressive, even on the defense with four returning starters. No Chase Young. Um, they lost their best guy, but, you know, they, they picked up right where they left off. They created a lot of turnovers, and, um, you know, I, I'm definitely interested to see how Penn State bounces back this week um, after that crazy ending um, and, and now having to, to play Ohio State. Um, it's going to be a great game this week. Uh, what were you, what was your thoughts, ACL, on that Indiana-Penn State ending? I, I know I have my own thoughts on it. My thoughts are that I had Ohio- Indiana plus 6.5, and, and I had the over. So yep. God bless James Franklin for not kneeling the ball and kicking. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, look, look. It's, it's funny how different perspectives see things yes. differently. I got a I'll, lot of How betting changes your perspective, see, right? <laughs> you had Indiana plus 6.5 and, and the over. I had a 17.5 to 1 parlay on Indiana money line to finish it, which was incredible um, to see that ending. I'm sitting there sweating like, oh, he's got to be in. They called him in. I, I swear that ball's definitely touching the goal line before he hit the pile on. That's got to be in. It's got to be in. Meanwhile, at the same time, my dad and my brother are texting me. No way he's in. No way he's in. And I'm sitting there like freaking out. He's in. I got the the money line. I was like, yeah. I was like, I need them. What do you mean? There's no way he's in. They're like, yo, you're you know, you're screwed. You're not getting it. Uh, Sure enough, they they upheld. You know, they they you know called it to stand, um, meaning they couldn't confirm it. I don't think there was a camera angle that that did confirm it or uh, say otherwise. And and I'm sure there's. Penn State fans out there uh, swearing there's no chance he was in. And, and on the flip side, Indiana fans, like, guaranteeing that he was in. So uh, perspective's a, a, a huge thing, especially when you have no definitive evidence on uh, either way. But what an ending to that game. And uh, really want to see if Penn State ha- can bounce back here. It's going to be a, a really good game this week. Yeah, that's a game we'll talk about a little bit later. That's obviously the big game of the week in Ohio State at Penn State. Uh it's like these coaches, man. I mean, look, James Franklin, good recruiter, good kind of rah-rah guy. I think he's good at building programs back. He obviously came into a really tough situation with everything that happened at Penn State. has gotten them back on the national landscape, I'll say. But it's like these coaches, they, they, they just get like foggy glasses in the middle of a game. And they just, oh, I can't kneel it. That's, you know, that's not how you play football. You can't just take a knee. And ki- take a knee, three knees in a row. You kick a field goal to go up four. 
and then you give Indiana the ball back with like 10 seconds left. Yep. If they go down and score with 10 seconds left, so be it. But, I mean, and also, it's, it's unbelievable. Coaching. Look, I mean, the guy should have just fell on his knee, right? But that's on the coach. I that's mean, that's 100% the, on the coach. It's I on mean, the player, I get it, but, like, the, that's on the coach. How about this? Before the play even happens, you say, do not score, okay? Yeah. Do not score a touchdown. If you're running free, you fall down. I mean, it happened in the NFL, and I think it was a little bit different with uh, uh, Gurley because he was kind of pushed in, and he tried to stop. He knew what he wanted to do. And he's done that before to screw people on covers back when he was on the Rams. Right. And, and this time, I, I, I really believe that Gurley was trying to hold back. Um, yep. That play also, I, I guess, you know, I got good karma going in with the Indiana game and how that played out for me, so I'll take it because I won this huge parlay. But I had Atlanta money line. Yep. I had Atlanta money. You line. got Dan Quinn, <laughs> even though Dan Quinn isn't there, man. Yeah, the, the, the remnants ghost, of Dan Quinn. The ghost of Dan Quinn. I, it, Halloween <laughs> is approaching, and oh. uh, I got ghosted by Dan Quinn. And and um, you know, I guess. We can talk about those crazy endings now and come back. We kind of have, uh, you know, we can come back to those. Uh... Well, b- before we jump into the NFL, I did want to talk a little bit about sort of the four-team college football playoff here, yep. right? Yep. And it's a little bit, not a little bit, it's a lot different this year, obviously, with everything going on. So normally, you know, you have the Power Five. Four of those teams are going to get in, right? One team gets left out. It's been generally the Pac-12 or the Big 12 uh, or this both. year, though, or both, right, two SEC when you have two teams, SEC, so, yep. exactly. So this year you have a situation where we talked last week, the Big 12. We'll just kind of start there. The only chance, in my opinion, for a Big 12 team to get in is Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State, as of today, is not even favored to win their own conference. Oklahoma is. There's a reason for that, right? So let's put the Big 12 to the side. The Pac-12 is coming up soon. They're only playing like six or seven games. So you can make an argument that even if one of the teams looks really good, which isn't even supposed to be, which is not supposed to even happen this year, that they might be put to the side. I've been kind of looking at these teams in past years, the UCFs of the world. They go undefeated. There's no chance that they're going to get in just because they're not going to be enough spots. This is the one year where, in my opinion, you might see one of these teams outside of the Power Five actually get that four spot. And the two teams that I'm looking at, and I want to get your thoughts, Wags, are BYU and Cincinnati. BYU and Cincinnati, you can get them right now at 200-1 to to win the national title. And again, I'm not saying that they'd go in there and beat Alabama or Clemson, but if you certainly can get them in the Final Four, you can hedge the hell out of that bet. So... BYU undefeated, might go undefeated. Cincinnati looking awfully good in the American. They play Memphis this week. They're minus seven. If they can get by that game, there's a decent chance that they go undefeated. Might, might the committee let one of those two teams into the final four spot this year? Absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't see a reason not to. Um, you know, especially BYU. Um, you know, really like just beating the doors off teams. Uh, I think they have one little. Um, you know touchdown win over utsa yep, which uh, that was it may may actually hamper them from from going forward but um if they beat boise state this week who's only played one or i'm sorry two weeks in yep. two weeks on the road who's only played one game so far um you know i think they they also have a game to this week at air force uh but if they go if you know boise comes in two and oh at home and byu does something and you know kind of uh really impresses the committee i i think you know they're they're gonna win out after that so um you know absolutely feasible um i would say the only way 
that they get in, right? So we're going to have Clemson's going to be there, right? I mean, I, I let's say I, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> uh, if Alabama goes to the SEC championship and wins against, let's call it Georgia, then they're in. Mm-hmm. If they, however, if if Georgia wins out and then plays Alabama, upsets Bama, they both might get. They're in. both going to get in, right? So yep. that's going to be um, maybe one of the deterrents there, right? Uh, where where those three get in, and then the Ohio State's of the world, and then probably. Ohio State, right? right? Or you know, I don't even know. I'll, I'll say Michigan, but like sure. you know, I, who knows what, what's going to happen in the Big Ten? Um, but that's really or. You know, if you want to play it smart, take Georgia and one of those teams. So you get, you know, you'll have double chance. You know, Georgia's 16 to 1 right now, I think, somewhere around there uh, to get in uh, as an outside chance. They're the right outside the big three of Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. And don't forget, sorry to interrupt, for Alabama, Jalen Waddell is now out for the year. Correct. Which is a and huge thing for Alabama. That's why we've seen their numbers go down. They're like four. I you, even saw five to one on Alabama. If this you week. if you take if you take Waddle out of the game against Georgia, yeah, I mean they, Waddle yeah. was really the the issue that they were having. I mean that guy's that speed that he had was was causing them incredible issues. It wasn't anybody else. Uh, and, and you know that that big touchdown that he scored, you know whatever that eighty yard touchdown, whatever it was, um, that kind of put the dagger in the game. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, very uh, possible Georgia could, you know, kind of win out, pull an upset um, in the SEC championship over Alabama. They're in at sixteen to one. You see Cincinnati at what two hundred to one? Two hundred to one, like man. That. I mean, and, uh, I mean, you don't have to put a lot down to get a lot back and start hedging that thing. Yeah, uh, another another team out there that probably doesn't even have odds, but I'm just going to mention and give them props is Liberty. Um, Somewhat of a joke, but uh, I mean they're not they're not making to the to the national championship. So, um, but I will give they do them not props. have odds at many books. Uh, to your they are six and zero. Oh. Um, you know they, they beat Syracuse a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I, I had them in that game. Um, but Liberty's uh, got a legit team. Uh, Hugh Freeze coaching there. Obviously, he had his own issues. Uh, he had the that was the guy who had the uh, the uh, dental chair coaching. Yeah, in the press booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course. Um, but they're uh, you know they, they beat Louisiana. Uh, sorry, Louisiana Monroe. But they beat Syracuse. They just beat uh, Southern Miss by twenty one. They're on a bye next week. They play at Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, that's going to be a huge game uh, for uh, for Liberty and Hugh Freeze coming off a bye and uh, going to Virginia Tech. So that'll be a big test and uh, curious to see how how, um, how that game pans out. But I just want to give them props. 6-0. and They have a uh, starting quarterback who I believe transferred from Auburn, uh, Malik Willis, who has been uh, – he's a dual threat. He's been crushing it. Um, I think he's got nine touchdowns, one pick, and uh, but he also um, adds a lot on the ground. I think he averages like seventy or so yards a game uh, rushing. So, um, shout out to Liberty, <laughs> the Liberty. Shout Flows. out to Liberty. Yes. Um, yeah, I, again, not taking Liberty no, to win the title or anything not, like that. Of course I, not. I just want to give props where they're yeah. due. Yeah, no, they, they've been really good this year. They've been uh, ATS kings as well, so good for them. Uh, yeah, guys, but take a look at some of those futures because, again, this is the one year where weird things could happen. Because, look, Wisconsin's quarterback, we all saw that whole COVID thing. They're down to their four string already. We saw what happened with the Gators. So, like, once you start eliminating these teams, perhaps, with COVID, one of these weird teams might just sneak in there to, to the uh, to hey, the uh, It is spot. 2020. So, 
weird things have been happening. Things so. can happen. Things can Absolutely. happen, as I like to say. All right, NFL Wags, uh, we mentioned it before, crazy endings. The Detroit-Atlanta game, all Atlanta has to – the Atlanta Falcons are allergic to winning, right? So <laughs> all they have to do – Kick somebody, field goal. somebody should have told me that before like, Sunday. <laughs> Amen. They play on Thursday Night Football this week, so we'll see. Getting three. Um, and then we have the Cleveland game. They're, so, like, they're like the best, worst team. The who's that? Detroit? The Fal- no, the Falcons. Uh, and the Falcons are in every the game. numbers guys love the Falcons. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you could just bet them on who's going to win the stats for each game, you, you know, you're 7-0. and oh, Right, but. right. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why uh, fantasy football, you just – just there take Falcons, guys. You don't have to worry about winning and losing. Man, yeah. The Cleveland game, I had them minus three. Uh, Baker throws a touchdown at the end of the game. I talked about this with uh, with uh, Dave Mason. And they go up three, 10 seconds left, sitting there. Oh, cool. Guy's going to kick his point. They're going to win by four. That's a winner here. Shank, boom, eh, no good. I luckily got three. I know a lot of guys got three and a half. Contest plays with three and a half. So that was a rough You know what's amazing? The, 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 ACL, the what's amazing is... I saw you take three. I never buy the hook. Very rarely. I didn't have to buy it. It was minus. I know. I know. I know you didn't. Uh, we we had talked about that. Yep. I bought the hook, so I, I lucked out. Um, listeners, you know, I, I wouldn't suggest buying the hook always. Um, I don't know what made me do it. It's not like this is something that I was really Baker smart Mayfield about. made you do it, man. Yeah. That's what made you do it. Um, but I I, I did <laughs> end missed. up buying the hook and. Nice. Uh, nice. Got the push, but yeah, that was uh, definitely brutal for the three and a halfers. Um, wow, you know that. I mean, after that Detroit game and then that game, then we have Monday Night Football. Well, Sunday, you're talking about Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Sunday yeah. Night. I'm sorry. Yeah, Monday Night Football. I was. I'd like to forget about Monday Night Football was a winner. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you it was a winner. Not yeah, no, it. Yeah. It was, I'm yeah. just no. What I'm saying is that game. Oh, was the crazy. actual game. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> hey man, if I catch a ticket, I'll, I'll remember it all. Hey, week, low, of course. Of course. Getting but. back to the Sunday night game. Uh, so I had Seattle minus three. Love the spot. I tweeted out, you know, during my, my recaps on Tuesday. Absolutely fantastic spot for Seattle. What are they, up 13? They're up 10 with like two minutes left. Uh, basically about 10 different things had to happen for Arizona here. Between the penalty on the field goal, between uh, the holding call in overtime, and just all these other crazy penalties, the roughing the passer thing. That and look, the Detroit one was awful. The Cleveland one was bad. The Seattle thing was probably worse, just because like ten different things did have to happen there. So that was probably the most frustrating one for me. Um, but again, usually they even out. You remember the bad ones more than the good ones. I get it. I'm going back to the Indiana one. That was probably one that I got a little, you know, absolutely good karma of, on, of, and then it came back on yep. Seattle. So get I get right it there. that it comes and goes. I do. So, uh, yeah, the one thing I want to point out, DK Metcalf running that uh, Buda Baker from behind is, I think DK Metcalf, and I've tweeted this out a few times, is is now my new favorite player in the NFL. They had, so they had Buda Baker mic'd up, like NFL Network or whatever, (laughs) had him mic'd up, and they released the audio, you know, when he got back to the bench and stuff. And he was basically like, how the hell did that guy catch me? <laughs> he was like, where did he come from? Dude, Buda Baker really, runs really, a 440. That's uh, hilarious. Uh, really, four, really four, good audio. And uh, DK Metcalf, I think it's a 435. But there's no – I think – I mean, you saw DK Metcalf. He looked like he was an Olympic runner, a yeah. sprinter. He – those strides, oh, man, he's so good. He's so good. He's just he's built 6'4", 230, runs a 435. That's, that's like illegal in most states. The New England Patriots want to ask you this. So I've talked to some guys 
who I you know exchanged information with there, this week, and there's some differing opinions on the Patriots. A lot of them, not a lot. I'd say the majority of them are saying they're not going to touch the Patriots. They can't touch them. Cam's arm looks dead. You might have some COVID stuff still. Like it's just weird, right? And then the whole other side of it was, well, this is it, right? They have a divisional game against Buffalo. They're two and four. If they lose this game, they're two and five. They're essentially done. This is the time to literally buy low on New England. The look ahead was Buffalo minus two and a half. You can now get three and a half. I even see some fours with you. So you're getting Bill Belichick off multiple losses in a must, must, must win game against the Bills that kicked six field goals against the Jets, couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, And now this is the time to buy on New England. How are you feeling? I mean, is it one of those where you got to wait and see what's up with Cam? Should they put in Stenum? Not that he's looked any better. It's just a weird situation. We're just not used to this with a, with Bill, a Bill Belichick-led team here. Look, if I'm on this game, and, and I'm not yet, and I don't think I will be because I, I think I'm more in the wait and see, I want to do a little bit more research. But if I was to take this game personally, I'd be on New England. I think it's a spot for New England to – um, to buy them, they always play Buffalo well. I mean, uh, tight games. I think Josh Allen has a sub fifty percent completion percentage against the Patriots in the last couple years. Um, so that's something to note. The Patriots look like trash last week. Um, I was on a money line uh, in a parlay. Would have cashed had they won. They were in a good spot there, coming on home after San Fran was off a big win and having to travel. Um, they they came out flat. They looked really really bad. I mean they 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 were like a bottom five team last week. It was it was tough to watch, and I was just confused. I mean San Fran's good. I get that San Fran had some hiccups early on. Uh, the spot was ago. so bad for San Fran. Yes, I mean, which, that's which what is what really the, kind of cross country national a, TV yeah. win. Belichick like every single checkbox was checked. Right. Um which is why and you know we'll talk to Dave Mason in in a few um about how the public uh, versus the Sharps did in the NFL. Um but from what I gather, the Sharps got crushed um this week in the NFL. Um yep. and and look, I mean, fact is who knows? Who knows? I think it's got to be a wait and see with the Patriots. For me, it was tough to watch last week, and it's tough to for me to envision them coming off of that into, you know, a divisional game against probably, you know, one of the hottest teams. Even though they had a, a letdown week, a letdown game last week, which um, I think we kind of saw. I think that was a classic situation of them maybe the bills looking ahead past the jets okay we got the patriots next week so that's why i think i'm in more of a wait and see uh where are you on the pats uh, acl i would lean toward what you just said that if you're going to play this game it's probably on the pats i i want to read everything i can about cam i'm literally concerned about like locker room stuff at this point with with him uh, we've seen that with Carolina, the locker. He he he's a divider in many many ways, and he's a, he's a front runner. And when he's not doing well, it he sort of I think exudes that to the rest of the team. Now, if anyone's going to get in front of that, it's Bill Belich. I cannot let that happen. But I haven't touched this game yet. Uh, as I mentioned, there are some fours out there with juice. Maybe some fours flat. I might be a buyer at that point. Um, 
but man, I mean, this is the buy low spot for, for the Pats. Just looking at it objectively, this is the buy low spot for the Pats. And I might not even want it. That's how that's messed crazy, up this right? Team is. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and look who's la- having their la- his last laugh. You know, Tom Brady now looks <laughs> looks good like transition, he- my man, because yeah. I, I want to talk about the futures here. Yes. You know, the newest as of last week, it was Seattle. Two weeks ago, it was Green Bay as far as the favorite in the NFC. The new favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, your Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks. Wow. Wow. How's that? Uh, How's that? It's pretty good. I have to admit that I think I was up um, way too late on Sunday night or Monday night. I can't even remember. Days are getting mixed. And I uh, hit enter on a Bucks ticket. So um, I'm a believer in them. Uh, I like Tampa. I like even more so than Brady and his weapons. I love their defense. Um, defensively, I, I just think they're a very solid team. They have a very good coach. Um, Brady's got weapons now. It's not just Gronk and, and Evans and, and Godwin. Well, Godwin's out for a little bit. I think he mm-hmm. like hurt his finger. Finger, yep. Um, but Antonio Brown's back, and he's going to be coming now. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? We don't know, but hey, let me tell you something. When Brady had Antonio Brown last time, he was connecting with him. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to shape up for Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I think I so, think. and I think he's going to be motivated by, hey, I'm on a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just put my – look, this – and if not, guess what? They're still winning without him, right? If, if he's a cancer, uh, they get him out of there, and he's gone. Guess what? They still got weapons. Uh, you know, they have a backfield by committee with good backs. Ronald Jones has been running really well. And guess what? Fournette just, I think, overtook him in, in, in a lot of different ways, um, especially coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. Now, three years ago, if I would have said, hey, Fournette's going to be your pass-catching guy, uh, running back, you might have looked at me funny. Well, he's worked on that tremendously. So now they have a lot of different weapons um, that are multifaceted and – this team is legit. I My big question mark before the season, I think I mentioned it on the pod. If not, I was talking to you, ACL, was their offensive line. Offensive line looks really good. So this is a complete team right now, and I think that you know what we saw them do against Green Bay wasn't a fluke. Um, and I think teams are going to be, you know, they're going to be, it's going to be a tough matchup, the Bucs, um, and, and I think it's a good ticket to have. They're certainly going to be a tough out, it looks like. Uh, Tom Brady knows he has a year, maybe two left, maybe three at this point. Who knows? Their total, their season win total is up to uh, 10.5, minus 140 on the over. So they're expected to have 11 wins at this point. So we shall see. It should be good. Uh, all right, Wags, I want to now bring in the one and only Dave Mason from Bet Online. I had a chance to catch up with him a little bit earlier to talk all things election. So apolitically, I keep having to say that. A politically speaking, just talking odds, just talking betting, nothing else. A politically speaking, people. Uh, as far as where the odds are coming in, where the action's coming in from Bet Online, what they're seeing, you can often, t- you know, you, you, you can look at polls all you want, sure, but a lot of times it's, you know, where what where the money is coming into, right? So Dave talks about that. Uh, talks a little football as well and some baseball. So uh, let's bring in that. And with that, I want to welcome into the show the one and only Dave Mason from Bet Online. Of course, you can and should follow Dave on Twitter, guys, at Dave Mason B O L. 
Dave, welcome in. I can imagine it's a busy week for you guys, football, baseball, and of course, election stuff, which we will jump into. Busy, busy week for you guys, right? Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, football. We're at the what, week week eight in the NFL, which is, just boggles my mind how fast the NFL season goes every year, and it seems like even faster this year. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're ready. I mean, we took our lumps on Sunday. We're, we're ready for week eight. Speaking of Sunday in this past weekend, just sort of overall, I know you tweeted out, as you just said, Sunday was pretty bad for the book, good for the players. How did you guys fare overall this weekend, NFL or college, uh, you know, public versus sharp action there? Yeah, college was decent Saturday, um, but NFL was brutal on Sunday. Um, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Steelers, Packers, I mean, those teams have been covering with ease all year, and, and they did again. Uh, so, yeah, big, big loser on Sunday for, for uh, Bet Online, but that, that happens a few Sundays out of the, out of the year. And uh, was, it wasn't week two NFL Sunday bad, but it, it was about half as bad. I mean, that just tells you how bad week two of the NFL was this year. That one was this brutal, brutal day. But uh, Sharps, sharp, Sharps, I mean, eh. Eh, not 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 too great. I mean, when the public when the public wins, the sharps usually lose. And let's see that. Let's see they they're on the Raiders. That was a loser. Denver loser. Denver under loser. Texans that was a loser. They got they got to the window on the Lions, Jets, and Washington. So yeah, seem you know not good day for the for the sharps. But that's usually works that way when the, when the public has a good day. Yeah, I imagine if Seattle got there on Sunday Night Football, it probably would have, would have been a worse day there. Yeah, um, absolutely. That helped us a bit. For sure. And I think knocking out New England probably helped you guys from the parlay card perspective. But you're right. I mean, all those favorites seem to get there, right? Chiefs, Chargers late was getting there. The Rams on Monday Night Football as well. Um, and then it's never good when you have Tom Brady and the Bucks win by 25 in the late game on, on uh, Sunday afternoon. I I yeah, can imagine. That extra that miss extra point was was big in that uh in that Cleveland game though. Big for me too, man. <laughs> big for me too, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so Not that, in a good way. That went that oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was good for us though, so Sorry about that. Yeah, luckily I had minus three, not three and a half, so I wound up pushing. But uh, as right. soon as Baker threw it in there at the end, I'm thinking, oh, this is great. They're going to win by four. Boom, the guy shanks it. Oh. I'm like, you got to be effing kidding me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, switching over, before we jump into the real good stuff today, the election odds. Oh, boy. Tell me a little bit about baseball. Dodgers, Rays, I mean, I... As far as liability, are you guys Rays fans or are you Dodgers fans here as we go into we, uh, Game 6 here? We, we've been uh, Rays fans going into the series with the Futures. I mean, the Dodgers was our biggest loser for the World Series Futures, whereas the Rays were are a huge winner. So that's where we stand with the Futures. In every game, they're betting the Dodgers. So and no different tonight. Uh, we need the Rays again tonight. You know, Dodgers minus 126 take back on Rays is plus 116, so we'll be hoping for a Game 7 big time to not only win tonight and hopefully give us a shot to, to win that big World Series future. Should be a good one. Game 4, one of the wildest World Series games I can ever imagine. I think the only one that was better that I watched was that uh, St. Louis game back in, I believe it was 2011. But this game, that Game 4 the other night was just absolutely bonkers. So. Sure was. Should be a good one. All right, man. Election odds. Now, again, Dave, we have to give this this disclaimer like we did last time because, you know, if we have new listeners or people just forgotten over the past couple weeks, any conversations that you and I have as far as election betting or election odds, a politically speaking. 
Oh, right? absolutely. I'm not. I, I'm not that dumb enough to pick a side in the public. In the public, <laughs> but it, it, it's it, it's insane. What it's just insane. The tweets I get. You know, I I think I mentioned it last week or something or two weeks ago when. You know, I tweet something that seems like pro-Trump odds. I got people on the far left cursing me out, and I'm like, then the next day I'll just Trump, uh, I'll tweet something pro-Biden odds, and people on the extreme right are cursing me. I'm like, listen, I'm just, I'm just reporting on the odds. Get off my back. <laughs> I know the feeling. Believe me, I know yes. the feeling. Um, all right, here's where you guys are at. And again, guys, we're taping this uh, about a week away from the election, and I know action's been heating up with you guys, Dave. Current odds, Biden minus 200 to win the election, Trump plus 175. Where are you at from a liability perspective and just overall, how's the action coming in in these last weeks here? Um, Liability-wise, we're in the black on both finally. So, um, you know, it's we have a winner winner on both sides. And now for these odds, we need from just the odds to win, we Trump will be a bigger winner for us. So just these odds. And of course, there's so many correlated other odds that we're going to probably talk about, I'm sure. So but just from these odds, we need Trump. The action's been crazy. I mean, there's more people are betting Trump, but the bigger betters are on Biden. You know, we're taking five five figure bets on both sides but the bigger bets are definitely on biden but the 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 volume of bets are definitely on trump okay very interesting there and then from the popular vote numbers i saw today minus 600 on biden to win the popular vote trump take back on that plus 425 i imagine that number has just been kind of steadily going up as we see biden pretty pretty consistently up from the popular vote national polling yeah, I forget where we opened that. I probably three hundred range somewhere, maybe even a little bit lower. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, it keeps going up. And and we actually need Biden there. You know, wow. people, people. It's just one of those underdog things, you know. And you see that a lot in these state by state bettings. You know, it's just people don't like light laying that juice. You know, they. It's like you know, I always use the. It's a different sport. Not that, not that this is a sport. Ah, screw it. It is. It's a sport. sport. Yeah, it's a sport, right? I treat it <laughs> as a sport. Um, <clears throat> it was the Mayweather McGregor fight? You know, it's just like in boxing fights when those head to heads that we always need those minus four hundred favorites. And Mayweather McGregor, you're talking about arguably the best boxer of all time, going against the guy who's zero and zero, and all the publics on on taking that plus three hundred or plus three fifty or plus four hundred, whatever it was. So it's the same thing on those odds. That tell you the truth you know people just <clears throat> excuse me um take taking the plus money and again i see it a lot in some of these state by state odds people are just taking that plus money speaking of the state by state odds let's jump into that i know the other day you tweeted out the top five liabilities that you guys have all right so and i'm going in reverse order here the number five liability you have is trump to win maine at plus 550 mm-hmm. number four trump to win new hampshire plus mm-hmm. 250 Number three, Trump to win Michigan plus 200. The second highest liability you have is Trump to win Colorado at plus 700. And the number one liability that Bet Online has as far as the election state by state odds, Trump to win Pennsylvania plus 160. So it seems that obviously all your top five liability is on Trump here at these plus money odds, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier, that all these things are correlated. So we're, if we're just looking at those odds to win, we need Trump. But when you factor in all this stuff, then, I, you know, I, I don't even know who the hell we need. I think it's going to win-win each side. Right. But, you know, there's so much action coming in that it could change uh, easily. I mean, we, we had a pretty big exposure on Biden 
then all of a sudden a few days later you know it, it was with all that mass betting coming in on trump at that plus 175 range it was up at plus 180 for a while and even a little bit higher i think um that that that, that evened out the action so so yeah i mean you know it, it definitely seems like the, the the public is on the trump is on trump without a doubt but again you know you factor into you just read those all off, and the one thing they had it all in common that those are underdog odds: plus five fifty, two fifty, plus two hundred, plus seven hundred, plus one sixty in PA. So, you know, people people like and stuff like this. They they like that plus number, and it's hard to blame them with something like this, like the election. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen? <laughs> who the hell knows? So, gun to head, I'm taking plus money too, and hoping for some kind of controversy or something, some kind of shenanigans. Now, some of these, you know, those states that I just read off, they're all, I would say, probably in the more battlegroundish category. Now, you guys have odds on all 50 states. So, you know, just for example, Wyoming, which Trump's going to win, he's probably up by 40, 50 points there. You have you have Trump to win Wyoming at minus 5,000. You have Biden to win California. He's up like 30 or something points there. He's minus 2,000 to win California. Do you see guys coming in and laying that, you know, putting five, even maybe six figures on a Trump to win Wyoming or a Biden to win California? Or are you seeing guys come in, putting some heavy money down on the opposite, just hoping kind of lightning strikes and, and something happens just for that huge payout there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's more that like I'm looking at California right here and, and, and we need the Democrat, you know, they're they're. It's not taking as much action as, you know, some of those lopsided states just don't take as much action. But the action you do take is is people just, you know, with the lottery ticket syndrome, as mm -hmm. I count it. So, you know, if the Republicans win, if Trump wins California, um, which ain't happening, <laughs> probably <Yes>. not, right, <laughs> then, then, then we lose there. So, um, you know. I'd say, I mean, I'm just going to throw it off the top of my head, but out of the 50 states, they're betting the, the, the underdog on, on just, on, I'd say, just scanning here without doing anything, probably on about 40 of them. So, wow. Yeah. So, you know, they're taking that plus money on the on those dogs. It's just the, the Trump ones, they're taking up more. Let, let me see that Wyoming that you brought up. Um, or, Minus 5,000 is the current number. Take yeah. back on the Democrat plus 1,600. So. Yeah, I mean... It, <laughs> Wyoming, someone did what you said. It's a very small loser on Republicans. Uh, the, the Democrats upset, but it's not a lot of action. Like so those states just don't. It, you know, it, it's literally if the if it was the election was today and the action's done, <clears throat> and the Republicans won, we we lose. I mean, you know, we lose a couple somebody's an employee's lunch money I mean, no, but, you know exactly yeah. it, it's yeah. just like it's showing insignificant that money that it's no big deal some of these other states are getting bet a lot a lot bigger yeah i mean we're starting to see a lot of polling come out both candidates were in pennsylvania this week that's a huge one obviously um sort of the conventional thinking is if biden can hold the hillary states and then flip the three up there right michigan wisconsin pennsylvania that's his best path to win if he should lose maybe one of those or two of those then maybe he can flip florida maybe north carolina maybe in ohio and iowa and arizona type of thing so 
Um, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, that Biden minus 200 number that we talked about off the top is essentially correlated to those eight or nine states that I talked about. Most of these other states, 35 to 40, you kind of know how they're going to play out here. So I imagine a lot of people are either playing you know, the Biden minus 200, Trump plus 175, and they're maybe hedging, maybe they're correlating it with some of these particular state bets too. No, absolutely. And there is a lot of that, you know, it's, it's, you know, from Ozmaker's perspective, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's difficult keeping up on this stuff, man. And, you know, looking at those polls and there's so many unknowns and, you know, and the polls are far from exact. We, we knew found yeah. that in, down yeah. in 2016 and how that, compare you know and we're a little out of our element too you know we we know the nfl basketball that we we have that down to a science but this stuff that pops up every four years it's like you know well you know we're not political freaking experts and poll experts and stuff so we're doing the best we can so you can definitely catch um some good value in one of those states and and all the look at all the correlations and everything if you really want to dig into it and know your politics because i you know like i said we're, we're not political experts we're going by polls and and our action and uh you know we'll, we'll have a look around to see what some of the other books are doing as well just to make sure we're not way off etc cetera, etc cetera. so um if, if you know your stuff you, you can definitely pick your pick your spots Take me behind the curtain there, or there a bit as far as these odds. I mean, do you have dedicated people just for this politics stuff? And is it really one of three things, right? The action that's coming in, the new polls that come in every day, and how how other books are moving. So you're essentially moving on air, so to speak, there. But is it, I imagine, a combination of kind of those three things that your traders and, and your kind of market analysts are looking at as far as moving the odds here? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the looking at other books stuff, that's just kind of, just kind of to see make sure you're not missing something or you're not way off you're not getting scalped right you don't want to leave yourself open for a scalp if everybody you know if you're you have plus 110 and everybody else has minus 120 or minus 105 or but you know what i mean you just don't want to leave your so it's kind of a sanity check but for the most part you're just checking the the polls and 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 uh and, and balancing your action and if sharps bet it you, you know you, you pay special attention attention to their their action and, and you go from there i wanted to ask you about this we're not even done with the 2020 election you guys already have 2024 election odds up which i love odds to win the 2024 presidential election guys the favorite dave kamala harris plus sure. 300 to be win the 2024 presidential election nikki haley six to one joe biden seven to one mike pence eight to one for those that are curious, Donald Trump is 33 to 1. So I guess the scenario there is he loses this time around, r- runs again in 2024. Um, the long shots on that board. Tell me if you've gotten any action on this that you know of. 500 to 1. Clay Travis, Dana White, Joe Rogan, John Cena, and Mitch McConnell, all 500 to 1. Any long shots there? <laughs> You're always taking a few dollars here and there. I mean, uh, <laughs> John you Cena, know. you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? Dana White, Clay Travis, who the hell knows? Um, yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of action yet. You know, a couple little bets here and there. You know, we're talking about something that's going to be graded out right. four years from now for one. And, uh, 
people start betting once we know who wins uh, next week's election. Whenever the hell we know who. Wins Whenever we know that, it might not oh, be for a while. It, I'm already getting peppered. When are you going to create the election? I was like, dude, listen, man, if it, it's gonna, this is going to be hanging chads on steroids. Mm-hmm. We know that, so we're going to grade it when we when we're 100 percent confident and. Uh, you know, there's just too much money on the line. This isn't some niche market like polit- political betting used to be. It's a it's a big time betting uh, event. So, um, yeah. So it's the 2024 odds. You know, we put them up there and uh, have some uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, the, the reasoning there is Biden is the favorite to win. Um, so you got to factor in those odds, right? And and if Biden does win, he's going to be a one term president. He's not running again in four years. So. Um, you know, Kamala Harris would have the inside track there. That you have to give it to the the, the VP in office. Um, you know, Nikki Haley. She's a big name on the on the on the right. Um, you know, it, it, but these again will change. I mean, if um, if if Trump wins, then Pence yep. will be the favorite. So yep. a lot of these will change. Kind of, you know, these are right now. These are based on um, we we on biden winning what the odds say you know what i mean the, the odds yep. say he's gonna win so we have to skew the odds that way if you know if if, if trump was the minus two, 200 favor right now pence would be the favorite to to he'd probably be the favorite over nikki haley um to, to win it all um so so yeah it, these definitely will change you know it's almost like there's going to be three markets there's the pre then there's going to be a different market if biden wins and there's going to be a different market if trump wins so um yeah tons of names there did donald trump's i mean you said that the reasoning there is donald trump runs again and or i mean he could win who knows that you know people are saying he, <laughs> he wins. can change he, the he, law brother he, he, whatever he just don't leave <laughs> who the hell knows who knows what's gonna happen so you, you gotta keep him in the, but his kids are all in there i think they're all yeah. about 100 to 1 all uh, donald trump jr 100 to 1 ivanka yeah. trump 100 to 1 i yeah, mean you guys got you guys got, got in there. He's plus fifty one fifty, which yep. uh, I don't know if you know what fifty one fifty means, but I'll, uh, <laughs> police code for a crazy man on the loose. So he's in there. Uh, I noticed those odds. It was a little, uh, you know, fifty to one, sixty to one, sixty whatever, and then Kanye plus fifty one fifty. So yeah. <laughs> it's old uh, Eddie Eddie Van Halen. It's an old um, Van Halen uh, CD in the way back in the day. I think fifty one fifty. But yeah, that's where fifty one fifty comes from. Uh, so, yeah, we got a long list. There's about 50 people there, so hopefully one of them wins. It's a fantastic list. LeBron is 150 to 1. The Rock is 50 to 1. Oprah, 66 to 1. John Stewart, 66 to 1. So we'll see. But no, I, I totally hear you as far as the Kamala Harris thing. So, I mean, say that the election next week was even money, right? Minus 110 both ways. You'd probably have Kamala and Pence right up there together. Sure. Absolutely. But you essentially have to factor in that if Kamala wins, Look, Mike Pence is obviously going to run in four years, most likely, but he he would have to face off against all these other people, including Nikki Haley, um, including you know mm-hmm. Tim Scott of the world, um, yep. some other people as well. So certainly makes a ton of sense there. Yeah, so I mean, if you're confident Trump's winning next week and you don't mind tying up some money for four years, Mike Pence at plus eight hundred is great value. But again, that is if you think Trump is a no-brainer next week and you don't mind. Sp- time money up for four years pence at plus 800 is great value makes a lot of sense and you can also take trump at plus 175 if you think he's great value for next week as well so <laughs> many many options many many options yeah. and then i know dave you guys have all of these kind of senate not every single one but i'd say the 10 it looks like eight or nine or 10 uh, of the high um 
of the high quality Senate races here that are the closest ones, right? So you can bet on the individual Senate races, guys, and then you can also bet on who's going to control the Senate. Um, it looks like majority control of the U.S. Senate. You have Dems at minus 155, Republicans at one plus 115. Um, of course, the Democrats have 47 now, so they would need to pick up three Senate seats plus the vice presidency to have control there. So you can do any of the 50 states or any of the uh, top Senate races as well. You guys have a lot of great offerings there, so kudos to you guys, Dave. We'll have live betting on uh, on election day too. Ooh. Just let everybody know that the odds will move over sometime in the morning. We'll switch over the odds. They'll close in the pre-sports section of our sports book, and the live traders will take over and, and they'll deal that all throughout the election day. So and maybe beyond. I mean, we might. Who knows? <laughs> I, I have a feeling those odds. Some of those odds are going to be up for for weeks and maybe months to come. So you read my so, mind. So how does yeah. that work? So on election night, say it's nine o'clock on election night, you guys are literally going to have live odds based on the election on the numbers coming in that night yeah i mean okay. we did it we did it in 2016 i mean it all, it all depends if it looks like it's just an absolute freaking landslide either way and there's not going to be any controversy etc cetera, etc cetera, then some of the stuff might close but we're going to try to again all this can change depending on what happens but you know without a doubt the odds to win will be up and uh some of the states you know the battleground states there's no no reason putting wyoming up maybe it will i, I don't know but you know it's going to be very juicy um but the battleground states and uh maybe um i suggested the the the, the, the total points for the winner you know over under so maybe stuff like that well you know so all sorts of stuff but there'll be there'll, there'll be content up there and we'll keep it up as as, as long as possible and if it and I have a feeling it's going to be all sorts of controversy Tuesday night. So um, <laughs> we'll see, man. It'll be fun, though. It is. I, I don't like politics, but I love the gambling angle of it. I, it, it it's it's it's, lot, it's it's fun and interesting. Certainly adds another element. It should be good, guys. Again, be sure to follow him on Twitter. I'm sure he'll be tweeting all this cool stuff out over the next week and maybe beyond uh, about the election at Dave Mason Bol. Really appreciate you being on the pod, Dave. What kind of you know promo codes, promotions, anything like that do you guys have going on right now for uh, for the folks? Yeah, check out our promotions page, betonline.ag slash promotion. There's all sorts of promotions there. Um, if, if it's your first time bonus, welcome bonus, and if you're into crypto, use promo code CRYPTO100 for a one-time 100% uh, bonus up to 1000 bucks, I believe. If you're not into crypto, use uh, there's a 50% welcome bonus with promo code BOL1000. Also, max bonus of a thousand bucks. So, uh, once again, all the all the terms and conditions on BetOnline.ag/promotions. Awesome stuff, Dave. I'm sure it'll be a busy week for uh, for you guys over at BetOnline this week and uh, next Tuesday, maybe a late night for all of us. So, best of luck with everything again. Really appreciate you being on today. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, we are back. Awesome stuff from Dave. Always good to hear about. Something that pretty much everyone's talking about with the election next week as far as from a sportsbook perspective. Totally different perspective. Not not a partisan, not a voter, not a pollster. Simply a book taking people's action. So you really get to see kind of where people's minds are, right? Where the money coming in, where the tickets are. And I hope you guys found that super interesting. So um, really good stuff there. Wags, did you hear this week about this guy? Apparently at DraftKings won, won a million bucks. And then the NFL, I guess, changed one of the stats, like a sack stat, something very, very small. And it cost him like over $900,000. I am absolutely sickened. <laughs> Sick, dude. <laughs> sickened by this because I know if that was me, I... I, I don't yeah I don't even know what I would do I, I would be so 
disheartened and livid and my emotions would be all over the place. Now, on the flip side, if I was the guy in second who then thought he was (laughs) going to win, you know, $5,000 and then it's like a stack correction, a million, because some of those uh, drops, you know, it's like, oh, win a million dollars. And then like second place, you get like, you know, $5,000 and third is like four. And it's crazy, the drop off. But um, that said, I I feel I feel for that that human man or woman, whoever it was, um, really Rob Huntsy. What a bad. That's the guy's name. Rob went from a million dollars, and when they changed it, his payout went to $3,078.94. Rob, you should start a GoFundMe campaign. Might have you on the pod, Rob. Might reach out to you say hello. Um, Seems like you might need a hug this week, man. I'm sorry, truly. Um, Wags, biggest game this week from the college football standpoint, Ohio State, Penn State. We talked about this earlier the we have Ohio State currently minus eleven and a half. The total is sixty three. The game is at Penn State Saturday night. This game, um, Penn State has played Ohio State close. Last year, Ohio State won this game twenty eight seventeen, but they failed to cover as nineteen point favorites. Two thousand eighteen, Ohio State won by one, failed to cover as three point favorites. Twenty seventeen, Ohio State won by one, thirty nine thirty eight, failed to cover as six point favorites. So clearly, this is a game Penn State's going to be up for. Obviously, something's going to be missing as far as that whole big Penn State whiteout night game feel that we're used to. You're not going to get that, which obviously benefits Ohio State tremendously. Um, but if you're just looking at how this matchup has gone, uh, X's and O's on the field, Penn State has been extremely competitive in this game over the last three to four years. Yeah, no, Penn State's done a great job. Look, James Franklin's a great coach. Um, he's done an incredible job with you know him coming in and – uh, basically taking over a team that was on probation. So uh, turning it around and, and, and doing what he's doing there is um, has been really, really incredible, to, to be honest. You know, it was Ohio State-Michigan, right? That's the, Those were the two teams. Michigan's yep. definitely dropped off quite a bit. Not sure what's going uh, on in Ann Arbor, but uh, Penn State has taken that opportunity to, to, you know, not that Penn State was anywhere in the middle. They've always been up there, but um, really kept themselves there. And, and I think James Franklin is uh, someone to kind of pat on the back. Now, I will say we did talk about earlier in the pod that he's made a few mistakes. Um, nobody's perfect, right? You know, not telling his uh, guy to go down on the one yard line or, you know, just taking a knee. That's on him. Uh, but the fact is recruiting and, and keeping them, uh, you know, with depth and, and, and being able to stay competitive in the Big Ten East with Ohio State and Michigan um, has been, a, a, you know, he's done a really good, great job and getting up for this Ohio State game and, and in these uh, situations and playing them tight ha- has been incredible. Now, Ohio State and, and what they have in, in Justin Fields um, and some of his other weapons is uh really really um something to watch and uh this game's going to be really uh interesting to watch right usually you don't get such a big matchup so early in the season i use early in quotes because uh big tens in week two yet we're in week nine um it's going to be it's going to be interesting um you know I, i keep kind of at that 12 number i think that's where it is now 11 and a half 12 um I think it's in the right spot. Uh, I think Vegas has done a good job in um, capping, you know, kind of setting the line. And, um, you know, it's going to be a fun game to watch. 
Should be going to watch Saturday night. And again, check out those Justin Fields Heisman numbers, guys, because if he has a game here, uh, they get Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State as their next five before the game on Michigan December 12th. So he might even be off the favorite at that point. Right now, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is around even money, plus 150, somewhere in that range. So check out those numbers. Uh, NFL game of the week, Steelers-Ravens. Woo, this is a good one. The Steelers last week looked awfully good against the Titans. Really interesting handicap here, though. I mean, you have the Ravens coming off the bye. Right, So they had two weeks to prepare for this one against their hated division rival. Whereas on the other side, the Steelers come in back-to-back road games off a really tough win versus the Titans. They didn't look so great in the second half there. Uh, now they head into Baltimore here. The look-ahead line on this game wags before last weekend was Ravens minus 5.5. Now it's down to 3.5. So what happened? Well, the Ravens didn't play. They were sitting on their couch. So you're telling me there was a two-point move simply based on what the Steelers did to the Titans. Um now, look, that could be warranted. They went into Tennessee and beat an undefeated team. I get it. Um, but you always need to kind of factor in both sides here. With one team off the bye, they're saying there was a two-point move based on the Steelers' win last week. Um, I will also say this. If you did want to get at a, if you wanted to get out ahead of this game with some division futures, the Ravens are currently still the favorites to win this division at minus 120. Steelers are plus 105. A lot of that, of course, is a product of the current spread with this Ravens being around minus three and a half, minus four. So if you think the Ravens are going to win this game or even more so the Steelers are going to win this game because then they're going to have two games up. Steelers at plus 105 is a really good number if you think that that they're going to win this game, because if they win this game, they're going to be two up on the Ravens, have the have a stranglehold on this division. I don't think the Browns or the Bengals are going to get there. So take a look at those division odds. So you always want to look at that when you have two two division teams playing as far as what is it going to mean going forward for division odds. So just something to, to uh, take a look at there aside from just the game itself. Definitely going to be a good game. I mean, Steelers have have impressed. I mean, they're, they're obviously a big back team in the betting world. Uh Going into Baltimore, three and a half. You know, I know it was five and a half, three and a half. Now, I, I, I think the line's right. Um, I don't really, you know, maybe five and a half was too much and inflated. Uh, I've seen Baltimore um, regress a little bit, not a lot. Um, so regress might sound like a strong word from last year um, and their dominance. Uh, I think teams may have figured them out a little bit. Steelers defense um, has been playing really, really well. Uh, Lamar Jackson still working on his accuracy issues, throwing the ball. So, um, you know, but I, I do see coming off a bye at home being, um, you know, very valuable in this game. So uh, I think three and a half is, is the right number here. Watch out for the Steelers, guys. I mean, if they win this game, they're going to obviously remain undefeated. Their next three games, Dallas, Cincinnati, Jacksonville. Not exactly murderers row there. They make one Dallas, run. huh? Dallas. How about them Cowboys? No, oh, man. <laughs> um, they need some help. Go check out Stephen A. Smith's Twitter if you oh, are an anti-Dallas person. He puts yeah. out some funny stuff. All right. Monday Night Football Contest. We get Tom Brady on Monday night this week, man. Can't beat that. Tom Brady against? Tom Brady. Ooh. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, man. Watch yeah. out for that 10-yard line, Danny. <laughs> there we go. No winner last week. Uh, there weren't a ton of Eddie Jackson scored the last touchdown in the uh, in the contest entry, so nobody won. The way it works, guys, I'm going to read three questions off. The first person to submit all three answers correct wins 200 bucks and site credit to therealmysteryacl.com. If more than one person gets all three right, it's the person that got them in first is the winner, so get them in quick. 
$200 in site credit to the real mysteryseal.com to the winner. Question one, Bucks minus 10.5 versus the Giants. You taking the Bucks or you taking the Giants? Number two, question two, name of the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Question three, of course it has to be Tom Brady, right? The total number of touchdown passes <laughs> thrown by Tom Brady in this game. That's it. Just the total number of touchdown passes by Tom Brady in the game. We want to get a winner. 200 bucks to the website. You can tweet your, or sorry, DM your answers to me or Wags at the Real Mr. ACL or at Cap and Wags or email either of us ACL at the Real Mr. ACL.com or Cap and Wags at the Real Mr. ACL.com. Good luck to everyone who enters free play time Wags. Nice one on Missouri, my man. Yeah. Outright, Missouri. outright. O U W. Oh, yeah. Outright underdog winner. Yeah. Missouri, that was, uh, Look, I felt like it was a layup. We talked about it on the pod last week. Um, you know, solid, solid win, solid performance by Missouri. Uh, they're they're a good team. Uh, they're a good team. Yeah. It was a fantastic spot, you know, yep. that we exactly. were in. Uh, yeah, so you do the honors, man. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to go college football again. Um, we are going to take an over here. Uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, over 68. Uh, it's a high number, 68. Uh, I think both these teams, though, have the offense and um, the defense is to be desired. And both of these often see this game, uh, you know, as a shootout. And I don't see anything changing. So um, I like the over here. I think uh, offenses are going to excel. And um, I am taking over 68. I like it. I like it. I am going to stick in college football as well. Last week, so it was it was interesting what happened last week. So I gave out fifty one and a half on the uh, Titans Steelers game. So graded as a loss. I had a ton of you guys tweet me and DM me saying you got fifty one or even some fifty and a halfs and you won. So you were saying thank you, which I certainly appreciate. So uh, yeah, I got it earlier in the week. Sometimes the line move, moves against me. Usually it doesn't, but it did in this case. So had I waited even a few hours, I probably would have gotten fifty. 51 myself um but congrats to everyone that had 50 and a half there i'm going to college football this week as well best bet michigan minus 24 against michigan state on saturday now a lot of times you'll hear the narrative about a rivalry game and how they're often close because it's a rivalry game and it means so much to both teams so take the points often that is the case dot 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 if the teams are evenly matched right but what we also see in these rivalry games is when the talent level is so wide as it is here between these two teams, that one team looks to lay it on the other. And I think that's what Michigan will try to do here. Jim Harbaugh will not hesitate. He will not care to lay it on little brother Michigan State here. In fact, he did that last year. They won 44-10. to 10. Michigan State, first-year coach. They had zero spring practices. We saw it last week in their home loss to Rutgers. This is a team that is essentially just getting their feet underneath them, right? They return only three defensive starters. We saw that last week. They gave up 38 points. To Rutgers. Harbaugh has a history of beating who he's supposed to beat. We all know his failures in the big games, top versus top 25 teams and all that. But to its credit, he does beat and cover against teams that he's supposed to. And this should be no different in a convincing fashion here. Michigan minus 24 versus Michigan State. Awesome. Good show, Wags. Awesome stuff from Dave. Um, the next time we'll be on will be after the election. Hopefully we'll be, you know, there'll be a winner that we uh that we'll know about but um hope dave gave you guys some really good insight there of course 
Be sure to check out the website, guys, therealmrACL.com. Football packages are up. Masters packages up. That starts in two weeks, which is oh, amazing. Pumped. pumped about the Masters. The Masters is one of the – I mean, it's it's the most profitable golf tournament of the year, and it's just the most fun, right? I mean, it's going to be weird having it, in, having it in November this year. But um, – We'll see. I'll be rooting for Tony Finau, and I'll be tweeting out why as to uh, as to perhaps a little another cross-sport parlay that's live with Tony Finau Ooh. needing to win. But we'll see. Um, yeah, man. Hockey, hopefully soon, right? Do yeah, ho- hopefully. Look, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they had uh, meetings, I think it was uh, about a week ago, and, and ongoing discussion. So we'll see how that plays out. And uh, still hoping for a Gen 1 uh nhl start date um though i I will say it's more like 50 50 if that happens um so let's uh let's see let's hope let's Let's hope hope. for the best yeah Yeah, basketball starting around christmas as well and uh the tennis packages has been on fire guys so 38 tennis packages there as well on the site therealmrcl.com any questions hit us up on twitter you got anything else wags or are we ready to get out of here uh no um but i did see uh, i guess i missed something that the hockey jan one is um more more than 50 50 it's probably like 80 20 so that's uh even better um that's all i got for today uh hope all the listeners have a great week and um looking forward to the weekend indeed indeed all right guys good luck on all your plays any questions we are always available hit us up Website, email, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you desire. All right, for WAGS, I'm ACL. Good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you same time next week.